If you're afraid of the dark, just sit in the dark where you are forced to overcome your fear and see the light. Hello, welcome to episode one of the Young and Done podcast, a podcast that focuses on productivity and progress for millennials in school, running a business, or any other form of greatness. So today, episode one is about planning without fear. So what does that even mean? Well, planning without fear is kind of paradoxical because sometimes we will be afraid, but we still have to plan and execute anyways, as if we're planning for the best. Planning without fear is really just acknowledging that you are afraid, but not letting it influence you. So I'm not saying that you should never be afraid or that it's bad if you're afraid because it's a natural thing. But understand that you still have to show up as your best self as if you're not afraid at all in your plans. So that when you go to execute, you're not executing through fear. You're not living through fear. So you can feel it, but just don't let it hinder you. Fear is nothing new to me. Like, I'm not absent of fear. I don't know why people think I'm like this fearless person when I'm not. But really, I know that fear is just holds me back so many times. And I kind of got over, like, feeling like not good enough or feeling like I'd be a failure or feeling all these irrational things. Like, I was like, it doesn't matter. Just do it anyways. So here I am doing it anyways. <laughs> you have to master your productivity regardless of your feelings so the art of planning without fear is not the absence of fear but just acknowledging that you are afraid but not letting it influence or sway your plans in a negative light why should we plan in the first place well planning has a lot of benefits for one it establishes accountability so you can't just say oh i would like to drink 30 ounces of water per day but you don't plan out when you're going to drink it you don't plan out how many ounces you're going to drink every time you drink. It just establishes a lot of accountability so you're not just floating out in the air wishing and hoping and not really getting anything done. Secondly, planning helps eliminate uncertainties and it helps you anticipate problems. So what could come up in your journey to your goal that could stop you or hinder you? And if you plan out in advance, literally write it down and break down all the action steps that you'll have to take, you'll see the potholes, you'll see any inconsistencies that you can avoid in the forefront so that you achieve your goal quicker. Thirdly, planning helps you concentrate your efforts on the vital few objectives that are within this one goal. So... You're not all over the place. You're not doing extra stuff. You're not taking all of these detours and turns where you don't have to. You know exactly what you have to do, exactly the steps you have to take in the minimal time and effort and resources. And there are a lot of other benefits to planning, but I cannot go on and on about that. I just wanted to give you three really solid things that I have personally found to be benefits of planning and which I know you can benefit. And honestly, I have no idea where I would be without plans like my planner, where I have the days, all of my assignments due, all of my products that I have to complete, my journal, I plan in there, I plan on my computer. Like I would just literally be in shambles if I didn't plan. And I don't know if that's just my personality or what, but I plan when I'm afraid, I plan when I'm sad, I plan when I'm happy, just any times. I just feel like without it, I would be in the gutter, literally. But there are all these benefits to planning and we know it's amazing, but Sometimes we get this feeling of resistance or we stop before we even start. But why is that? Well, our fear really does interfere with our plans. So it either makes us minimize our goals because we feel inadequate or not pursue them all together and don't get anything done. And I feel like it's really because we think that fear isn't normal, but 
is literally normal. It's an instinct that we have as human beings. And it's not telling us to stop and hold and run away because we're not cavemen. I mean, back in the day, of course, it was necessary, but now it's really hindering us. So I like to think of fear as the total opposite of telling me to stop. So when I'm afraid, I'm like, oh, I must do this because it must be something that will help me achieve my higher self, will help me just become a better person. So really fear and creativity, they coexist. So wherever you want to be creative, wherever when you start a new project, wherever you want to start a new business, you're going to be afraid. It's inevitable. They coexist. So instead of fighting it and being like, oh, I shouldn't be afraid. I should be a go-getter. And if I'm afraid, it must be bad. No. You really should just feel it and accept it. So that's how you're playing without fear. You acknowledge that it's there and you say, okay, well, this can't stop me. And so you accept it. You accept, I'm afraid, but I'm still going to do it anyways. Accepting your fear is really easier said than done speaking personally but I've really been trying to be intentional with it and be more mindful that it's there and not try to run it away or try to beat it out of me and be like you shouldn't be afraid of this but really accepting it being like okay well this is a good thing so what I've learned is that the more you run from fear literally the worse it gets you're always going to be afraid you're going to get more afraid if you keep running so how do you accept it well I have five steps here that I feel like have helped me and then I feel like will help you and it's just something to think about and I like to write these steps down when I do go through them just because I believe that there's power in writing there's power in pen to paper and it just it is what it is but you don't have to you can do it in your brain so step one identify why you're afraid and this might be easy, you know the answer right away, but sometimes you don't. So here are a few questions you can ask yourself to really figure out why am I so afraid of this? Am I procrastinating because I'm afraid to mess up? Am I afraid of what other people will think of me? What part of this makes me the most uncomfortable? And let yourself answer these questions honestly because they will really shed a lot of light on what you're doing and why you're avoiding it. So step two, listen. You need to really listen to these answers intently. Like after you're honest with yourself, don't just be like, oh, well, that sucks. I'm afraid because of this, this and this reason. When you listen to your fears and why you are afraid, it's kind of a part of the acceptance. You're saying, "Okay, you're not crazy just because you feel this way. And you're taking into consideration how you feel and you're not rejecting your own self before you can even get started. And step three for me is debunking my fears and my insecurities. So yes, you've asked yourself these questions, you've listened to the answers, and you've understood why you're afraid. But sometimes, well, almost all the times, our fear is really irrational. And I don't like when people are like, I'm afraid of this and it's so stupid and I shouldn't be afraid. I mean, you could be like that too. But what I've really found to help me is that I notice I'm afraid and I accept that I'm afraid, but I don't just sit there in my fear and agony. Like I literally had to talk myself out of it. So debunking to me is talking out why it's irrational or why it doesn't matter compared to the impact that your goal success will have on your life and other people's lives. So you can say, oh, I'm afraid of water. Why? Because I don't want to drown. Why? Because I don't want to die. But you can debunk that by saying, well, I won't die just by going to swimming lessons. There's lifeguards, there's life coats, there's life jackets. I won't die. And me learning how to swim will allow me to teach my kids how to swim. And that is for the greater good. So you can literally talk your way out of your fears. You can irrationalize them. 
And after you do that, step four for me is affirming myself. So I could say, I accept that I'm afraid and that's okay, but I'm going to do this anyways because everything will work out for my good. Because sometimes you just have to do it while afraid. And that's just that on that. And I'm also really big on affirmations because I've used them in my own life. Everybody uses them that basically does self-improvement. And you can either say them to yourselves, you can write them down, you can do reminders on your phone. It's just so many ways. But affirming yourself is so key because there is literally power in the tongue. Like every word that you say out of your mouth manifests something. And that's the truth. So affirmations will really help in this area. And step five is just plan, like literally plan for the best, write it down if you want to uh, put it in your phone, if you want to keep it in your head, if you want to, whatever, but literally plan for the best. Don't plan because of your fear or don't plan in according to your fear to tiptoe around it. Literally plan for the best scenario in the world. And after you plan, follow through. Literally, this whole episode is about planning without fear, but you also have to execute. And without execution, there will literally be nothing. So follow through, even if you're afraid. And after you plan, execute, you will literally receive it. Like there's no way you won't, unless it's not for you. But that's another story. Um, <laughs> and these steps to overcome your fear can really be applied in almost any situation in life, whether it's a job interview, whether it's performance, whether it's an assignment for school, whether it's a business pitch, literally anything you can. You can basically predict how you're going to feel and what you want to say and prepare yourself before you get in a situation. So what do we do after we do all this stuff? We overcome our fears. We know why we're afraid. We listen to ourselves. We debunk it. Then what? Like it has to be applicable. So after you have really figured out why you're afraid, listened to yourself, thought about it, and then debunked the fear, it's time to plan. So what are the steps of planning? Like you just keep talking about planning, you keep saying this word, but really how do you do it? Or not even how do you do it, what is it? And how can I do it in my own type of way? I think there are a few key factors in planning effectively. One of them being Figure out what your end goal is and don't judge it because it seems too big or too grand or that you can't achieve it. Literally just pinpoint, I want to read 50 books each year. Just pinpoint one goal. And you can either write that goal down, you can put it in a voice memo, you can share it with your friends for accountability. Literally just pinpoint your end goal. And then break that goal down into its parts. And when I say its parts, I mean, what steps do you have to take to achieve that goal? What are the action steps? And for me, I really just believe whenever you break down your goal, you have to write it down. Like you have to physically write down each separate part of the goal. Because in your head, it seems all grand and dandy. But then when you look at it after you're done writing, you're like, what is this mess? So I just really believe that writing it down is beneficial for the break it down into parts. Thirdly, under each part, write down what actions you would need to fulfill that, that section or that act. So say one part of your goal is to read 50 pages per day if you want to read 50 books per year. How do you read 50 pages per day? Well, you set out a time. So maybe under the 50 pages per day part, you can say, I will read at 6 p.m. every night until 7 p.m. 
And that allows you to further break down and further actualize and realize your goal into steps you can actually take. And then add a time limit for each part. Like, don't just say you're going to reach your goal one day, but you really reach it in 2030 because you never put down a time limit. Like, say how long, say how many days it's going to take, how many minutes, how many whatever. Like, just put a time limit for each goal, each section, and each subsection, each part. Just put a time because literally that due date or that time limit will will make you want to do it more because you're like oh I said I was going to do this on Sunday at 8 p.m. well I need to get up and do it and then after you do all that you write all that down you plan everything out literally all you have to do is execute and after you've done all of this I've really found that execution is the easy part because once you get started it's literally a breeze like once you start writing that paper it's like oh I do not want to write this I literally well me personally I hate writing but if I start writing a paper, like if I just get started, like past the header, past the MLA format, because I like to play myself and just put my name and like the title of the paper and be like, oh, I started today. Like, no, <laughs> once I actually start writing the paper, it flows. So execution is really the easy part. After you have broken everything down, you sat down, you're forcing yourself to do it. Execution is literally a breeze. And honestly, the only way to truly overcome your fears is to do the thing that scares you. And then at the end of the day, you realize there was really nothing to be afraid of after all. And one thing me and my mom were talking about on this topic is that people on the bench don't get hurt, but they also don't get to play the game. So if you're afraid, if you're timid on the sidelines, you're not making the progress that you want. So don't be on the bench, get in the game. And even if you do get hurt, at least you got to play. And I will be having an episode on making goals and like smart goals and creating a schedule coming up soon. But this is just kind of an overview of why I plan, what fear does the planning and how to plan after you've debunked your fears. And I would like to end this episode with literally one of my favorite authors, Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote a book called Big Magic, and it's basically about creativity. And then there's this whole chapter on fear, which I really encourage you to read it. She actually wrote a letter to fear. And this letter to fear is literally, it encompasses everything that I've talked about today. So here this letter to fear goes. Creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions along the way. I recognize and respect that you are part of this family, and so I will never exclude you from our activities. But still, your suggestions will never be followed. You're allowed to have a seat, and you're allowed to have a voice, but you are not allowed to have a vote. You're not allowed to touch the roadmaps. You're not allowed to suggest detours. You're not allowed to fiddle with the temperature. Dude, you're not even allowed to touch the radio. But above all else, my dear old familiar friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. Elizabeth Gilbert. I love you guys and stay happy and stay blessed and stay fruitful. See you next time.